Hi guys, I'm Marie. And I'm Maddie. And we are here recording Lost in the Woods. We are bringing you a story today that is crazy. They're all crazy. I don't know. This one is on Brandon Swanson. Okay. Okay. Brandon Swanson. What? Swanson? Yeah, Swanson. Where's that last name from? It, there's like food delivery trucks that you've probably seen. They deliver like food and ice cream and all sorts of stuff. Swanson. They, okay. They're in this area, so you've probably seen them. Okay. No, wrong. Joe Swanson from Family Guy. Oh. Mm, that too, I guess. Peter's neighbor, the one in the wheelchair. Oh, <laughs> Swanson too. Okay. His name is Joe Swanson. Now, Brandon Swanson would get stranded on the side of the road. Okay. And he would call his parents for help. Okay. And while on the phone with his dad, he would disappear. Brandon Swanson of Marshall, Minnesota, was born on January 30 of 1989 to Brian and Anita Swanson. And he had a younger sister who he always looked out for. He was close with his family and was described as a sweet kid who enjoyed reading and reading like I read, not reading like Maddie reads. Because she only reads TikToks. Oh my god. <laughs> You're the one that's incapable of reading TikToks. Okay. It's, I like show her TikToks. She's like, I can't read that. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like five words Because I'm the watching screen. the video. I'm watching what's going on in the background. You can't do both? I guess not. I don't know. He also had a passion for science and did well in school. And he loved the Minnesota Twins. He wore glasses and was legally blind in his left eye. And he worked at a local grocery store in their bakery department. And he'd had this job, I think, for like four years. He is 19 years old when he goes missing. And he had just graduated from Marshall High School in 2007, attended Minnesota West Community and Technical College, where he studied wind turbines, and... This put him on the Camby campus in Minnesota. So it's only about 30 miles from home, so he continued to live at home while going to school. On May 13th, 2008, he had just finished his finals, and Brandon was celebrating the end of the spring semester with his fellow classmates. And this was the end of his first year, and he had plans to transfer to Iowa State Community College. So, basically, the semester's over. They're going to have a, a party. Yeah. So, he goes to a party in Lind, which is about seven miles southwest of his home in Marshall. And this gathering was about five or six people, and he was drinking. Right. And this is not in question. We know that he for sure drank. We just don't know how much he drank. But everybody at the party said that he did not seem intoxicated when he left this party. Okay. Which he did between 10.30 and 11. Now, at this point, he actually drove to a friend's house in Camby, where another house party was going on. Brandon wanted to say goodbye to one of his friends who was leaving the area after the semester. This drive would take him about 35 minutes. And was a drive that he was familiar with because he drove it almost every day. So basically, he's at this party where he lives near Marshall. 
And then he drives up to Camby, which is near where he goes to school. So this is the drive that he does every day okay. to go to school. Canby and Marshall are directly connected by Highway 68. And he would be able to make the entire trip between the two without leaving Highway 68. So Highway 68 runs the full length from Marshall to Canby. And this is a pretty flat area that we're in. He's Minnesota in, is pretty flat. Well, and this is like farmland mm-hmm. flat. Now, at this second party, it is reported that he had at least one shot of whiskey. But also, the members of this party said that he did not seem intoxicated. Okay? Okay, so at this point, like, he could have had, like, a couple beers and, like, a shot in, like... In, like, a few hours kind of time frame. I could see a college guy being completely functional underneath... Well, yeah, like, well, for sure, that much for alcohol. sure. I, I don't even think this much alcohol would affect me at all. Um, I think that I could probably drink this much alcohol yeah. and be completely fine. Now, what I find a little strange is that at both parties, they both say, oh, he may have been drinking, but he was not intoxicated. Like, no one outwardly saw him drunk. Right. Nobody saw him drunk, but also it's kind of weird that... Nobody saw him drink more than, like, one drink either at either of these parties. People could just not be paying attention. Or not wanting to own up to what was really going on as well, I suppose. I guess. Who knows? When he leaves this party, it is around midnight. Okay, so first party, he leaves at what? What did we say? 10.30? In between 10.30 and 11.00. So he's only at this party for maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. No, even less time. Maybe an hour because of the drive time. An hour or less that he's at this second party. And we know that he does a shot of whiskey. So not a lot of time passes before he leaves his party. But if it's just one shot of whiskey. The drive home remember, should be a very straight drive because it's Highway 68 and Highway 68 will take him right back to his parents' house. Mm -hmm. But he actually leaves the highway. Okay? Okay. He leaves the highway and drives the back roads. I find this a very strange thing to do. Maybe if he's intoxicated? So... That's really the only reason I can think of that he would choose to drive these back roads is if he's intoxicated and doesn't want to risk getting pulled over. Even if he's not over the legal limit, remember, he's not 21. So having any alcohol in his system, in Washington anyway, would get you a ticket. Yeah. You don't have to be over the limit because it's .08 here. But if you have any alcohol in your system and you're under the age of 21... One thing that makes me think this is probably why he left the road is that he had actually had a DUI before. Oh, yeah. He's definitely not. And he was on probation at this time. Right? So I could totally see, especially if on his drive there, maybe he saw a cop or anything like that that might Mm -hmm. have freaked him out. Now, the back roads actually run north to south and east to west on a grid kind of. And Highway 68 actually runs northwest to southeast. So it's kind of cutting across Mm -hmm. where these roads are. So he can't just, like, 
take a road that runs parallel to the highway, you've got to go in and then you're making these turns to go in the same direction as the highway. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He would end up on a field road that ran through what would be a corn crop once it started growing, but the crops are not growing yet. This is pre-season. So we're in May, which means crops have probably been planted, but there's no, Mm -hmm. there's not corn stalks everywhere for him to run around and get lost in or anything like that. And I'm going to show you the map really quick. I'm going to post a map of this area. So this is what it looks like, Maddie. So this is Highway 68, and these are all the back roads. Looks like a pain in the ass, if you ask me. It looks like a huge pain in the ass to take these back roads. And we also do not know how familiar he is with the back roads. Probably not something he does on a regular basis. But I would say probably can figure it out. You would think he'd be able to figure it out. But if he's intoxicated, it's dark. These back roads don't have street lamps. They're not well-lit areas. It could get confusing. At 1.54 a.m., his parents are woken up by their phone ringing. Brandon says that he has crashed his car into a ditch. This was about 35 minutes after he crashed his car that he made this phone call. So he's already been on the side of the road for 35 minutes. Now, he did try to call some friends first, but no one answered their phones, which I totally get that. Calling mom and dad would be the last thing that I would want to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. I probably would call a tow truck before I would call my parents. <laughs> I got a lot of other people before that I'd call before a tow truck. <laughs> it depends on how bad I crashed my car into a ditch, though. So his car's not super badly crashed. Like, there's not really any damage to it, but he's kind of... His back tires are, like, off? Yeah, he's got two tires. I don't think it's the back. I think it's the two side. But he's got two tires basically off the ground, and so he's unable to get himself. He's, like, high-centered, kind of, in gotcha. this ditch. He assures his parents that everything is fine, but says that his car is stuck and he cannot get it out. And they tell him that they will leave immediately to come and pick him up. Now, he's not sure of the exact location, but he told them that he believed he was near Lind between the two towns. So Lind is actually just over from Marshall, where he lives. So if you drive... 62 all the way down to where Marshall is, where he lives. Lind is kind of southwest of the town. So it's a little further down. So he's like, yeah, I know where I am. I can see the lights of Lind, which are near me. This is the road. He kind of describes it to his dad. It's near a golf course. And his dad's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know where you are. So they head there, and this is about 10 minutes away from their home. And when they arrive to the area that Brandon had described, they find no sign of him. They call him and said to look out for them, but Brandon saw no sign of them. So he couldn't see car lights. He couldn't hear anything, nothing. Obviously in the wrong area. Yep. They started honking their horn and flashing their lights, but still he could not make them out. Okay. Wrong place. And this is a pretty wide open area. Remember, this is like a field. This is flat. They should be able to see him if they're anywhere near him. 
or he should be able to see them if they're anywhere near him. Okay. Open area. So they decide to have him start flashing his lights in hopes that they could see him. But they could see nothing. And they could hear him clicking his lights on and off. So they know that he's doing it, but they can't see any lights. So they are not no. where he is, obviously. There was only a half moon that night. So it's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Also, Brandon may or may not be intoxicated, which might make it more difficult for him to really know where he is. And also, he's half blind too. So I wonder if that could contribute to him having difficulty on the road. They question his location again, and Brandon becomes very agitated that they can't find him. And at one point, he actually hangs up on his mother. I would be so annoyed if I was his parents at this point because they're trying to find him based on where he said that he was and he's getting pissed off because they can't find him. I can't. So she called him right back and apologized for getting frustrated. Even though he hung up on her. And this call was at 2.17 a.m. And everyone is frustrated, especially Brandon who gave them Very detailed instructions on where he believed he was. And he does not understand why they can't see him. Well, because he still thinks he's where he's described. So he's frustrated because he thinks that they are not going to where he is describing. This dirt road near the golf course. So he decided that maybe staying with the car was not the best plan. I'm going to disagree with that. Don't leave your car. Do not leave your vehicle. Do not split up. (sighs) Stay with the car. Although that one chick that left the vehicle, um, the case that we did, the one by the lake where they went around the road close sign, if she hadn't left her vehicle, she would have died. First of all, how dare you bring up that case? (laughs) Burnside Lake? I think it was Burnside Lake. That is different. That, that is, is that is very, very different than different. this. That was a survival blizzard trapped situation. It is different. But in most situations, I would say do not leave your car. Go. So after this decision of leaving the car, he decided that it would be best if he would walk to Lind and meet them there. Because remember, he said that he can see the lights of this town, which this is also based on where he thinks he is. That's not Lind, dude. They made plans to meet in the parking lot of the Lind Tavern. Yeah, and his dad actually first drops his mom back off at home, probably because his mom is like, I'm done with this. Please take me home. Yeah. So at 2.23, he's back on the phone with Brandon and continued to update his dad on everything he saw. He mentioned walking along a gravel road, so not the highway. Right. He said that he had taken a shortcut through a field. And he could hear running water nearby. And he runs into multiple fences. Right. So he's like basically telling his dad, he's like, ah, another fence. Like he's on the phone, like telling his dad what he's seeing. So he's just going through people's yards? Well, yeah, it's like fields. Yeah. 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 Basically. He says he couldn't see anything in the darkness except the lights of Lind. And at 3.10 a.m., he says, oh, shit. And the line went dead. Now, there are some variations on this line going dead because his dad actually says that he 
the phone doesn't disconnect, but he can no longer hear anything and it does not appear that Brandon can hear him. So he stays on the phone for a while and he's like yelling, trying to get Brandon's attention to make sure that he's okay, but he doesn't actually hear anything. And he does, when his son says, oh shit, he does think that he heard like maybe his foot slipping or something. So he had been at this point on the phone with his dad for 47 minutes. So he'd been walking for 47 minutes. Okay. His dad does hang up and frantically tries to call him back multiple times because the thought is maybe he dropped his phone and he can't find it because it's pitch black out. So he's like, I'm just going to keep lighting it up, keep calling him in hopes that he'll be able to find it. Mm-hmm. But turns out it just rings. Yeah, it just goes to voicemail. and But it rings and rings and rings first. So it's not going straight to voicemail. Yeah. It's still ringing. And this would be the last time that anyone heard from Brandon. Yeah. His dad drives up and down the roads looking for any sign of Brandon. He calls his wife. They call friends who come to help look for him. They would call him over and over again and still nothing. They all search through the early morning and they go to the police station at 6.30 a.m. because they can't find him. They're like, something had to have happened to him. And they are told that they need to wait it out because young men of this age tend to disappear and then turn up again later. We were literally just talking about this on our last case, how frustrating it is. Yep. When the police are like, hmm, let's just hold off for a bit. They're grown up. They'll come back. Ugh. Like, um, I was on the phone and something is wrong. I would say that any logical police officer should be able to look at this situation and say, maybe this is different. He said he broke down. He's on the phone with his dad. Like, obviously, he's not just out partying or anything. If anything, he's, like, passed out in a field or something. Right. And it gets kind of cold, too. I think it drops to, like, 39 degrees. So not, like... Um, well, the wind chill when I was in Minnesota was so bad. literally yeah. disgusting. His mom recalled one officer telling her, that it was his right as an adult to disappear if he wanted to. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That is not obviously what happened. Oh, no, they were literally on the phone trying to find him. And he's not, he's missing now. So they actually have to convince the police that Brandon would not have gone missing and that they knew at this point he had to be in danger. Yeah. They still don't take it serious, though. His parents went looking for his car now that the sun was up, sure that this would make it easier for them to find Brandon. But they still cannot find his car. Oh my God, where is he? Not where he thought he was, apparently. Now, when police finally check his phone records, which takes a while, by the way, so annoying, it showed that he was in Taunton which is 25 miles from where Brandon thought he was and in a totally different direction than he indicated. So they're just looking in the total wrong spot. Yep. 
Taunton is a small town located off of Highway 68 and was on the main route to Canby. So this is on or near the main road that he would have been driving on, but it's not anywhere near where he thought he was. One thing that I think is a little strange is that it is almost 2 a.m. when he calls his parents, but this spot is only 15 minutes from where he left the party. Maybe he passed out while driving. Well, that means that it took him two hours to drive 13 miles. But he he was driving on back roads, we think, right? Maybe he got lost. Maybe he'd been driving around for a while. Maybe he stopped and took a nap. I don't I don't feel like he got lost because he was so sure of his location. But I'm thinking maybe he stopped and took a nap really quick to sober up before continuing or something like that. Well, obviously he doesn't know his location. No, but when he talks to his parents, he was so sure about where he was. If he had been wandering around lost, not sure where he was, I feel like he would not have that conviction when talking to them. Now, once they knew where his phone was, they are able to find his car. And it is one mile north of Highway 68. So he's only one mile from the highway. Damn, when he slipped or when he said, oh, shit. Well, obviously, he didn't walk in the direction to the highway because... He would have found it before 40-some minutes. Yeah, he walked away. He went the wrong way, yeah. One mile, though. He's only one mile from the highway. No. He probably could have heard vehicles if there was anybody driving around. His car is in a ditch off of a gravel road just over the Lincoln County line. And this will cause some frustration and confusion as far as jurisdiction goes. Oh, no. Because we have the last known location, which is in one county. We have where he lives, which is in another county. So this is about to complicate the shit out of things. It does complicate the shit out of things, yes. Why can't we just all look for the missing kid? Well, at this point, police really aren't even looking for him, so. And I am posting a map of where his car is found. So if you go and you look at that, you can actually see where he was found versus where he came from versus where he thought he was and where he was headed. All wrong. All the wrong directions. I know. What I have trouble believing is how he thought he was so close to Lind because he's on the wrong side of Highway 68 to even be where Lind is. So Lind is on the south side. Of Highway 68. And he is on the north side of Highway 68. Now, if he thought he was taking the back roads, it's possible that he got confused about which direction he had turned off the road. Like right versus left. Yeah. And if he went left off of the road, because he's found on the left-hand side, but he thought he went right, him driving the way that he was going, he would have he would have ended up closer to Lind. Yeah, so he just thought he he just went the wrong way. He might be like Maddie and just doesn't know his right from his left very well. Watch it. <laughs> According to the Charlie Project, all of his doors were open on his car. But that was the only place that I saw that. So I don't know if that's true. I don't know if searchers opened the doors. I don't know if somebody else opened the doors. I don't know if Brandon opened the doors. But the doors are open. At some point. Okay. Do what you will with that information, right? By this point, 
they don't find any tracks. Like they can't see the ground's not wet enough. There's not anything that indicates what direction he left from the car. Mm -hmm. Boy, would that have made it easier to find him. Yeah. If they found. Yeah. Anything, any footprints. Now the lights that he saw could have been possibly the lights of Porter. So if I'm looking at the map where his car was found, Porter is way over here. Right? So he's kind of no, in between. what about Taunton? Right. So he's kind of in between Taunton and Porter. So theoretically, he could have been seeing the lights of one of those two towns. For yeah. some reason, it's mentioned as Porter, but I don't know if that's because Taunton doesn't have lights visible from where his car's at. Yeah, I don't know. So what I read is that they thought he might have been seeing the lights of Porter, which are back the direction towards the party, not towards his house. But those are the lights that they thought he might have seen. Okay. The other option is they actually, from the spot where his car is, they can see a red light that's on top of a grain elevator. And the thought is that maybe Brandon thought this was lights from a town. Now, I don't really see somebody mixing up the lights of a town and one single red light on top of a grain elevator. Yeah, I don't either. But But because no sign of Brandon has ever been found, we do not know what direction he went walking in. never been found? Never. His body has never been... Nope. Recovered. Correct. Where the... Slipped into a pig pen. But do you see the problem? There's no pigs around here. But do you? See, but do you see the problem? He's in a very open area. Are you sure there's no pigs? Police would not start looking for Brandon until about twelve thirty that day. So this is twelve thirty. The day his parents report him missing. So they report him missing at six thirty a.m. The police start looking for him around twelve thirty. Okay. But it would be the following morning before an actual search team would head out. That is a lot of lost time. That actually makes me really mad. They think it's just a stupid college kid that just got lost. But either way, he's still in danger. Maybe not lost. I think they think he's just not telling his parents where they, where he is. It's so annoying. This is so annoying. An extensive search would be done. Helicopters would be brought out. Dogs would be brought in. The dogs are unable to pick up any scent. So they actually bring in articles of clothing of Brandon's for the dogs. Because there's no scent of him by the time they get there. Yeah, he's long gone by the time they get there. Now, one of the dogs does pick up a scent. And it goes south for half a mile. It turns west on 390th Street. It goes about one mile and then turns north onto Country Road 19, went half a mile, turned west into the drive of an abandoned farm. There's no pigs there, Madison. Are you sure there's no pigs? Pigs will eat people alive. They'll eat your whole thing and you will never, ever, ever be found again. The dog dog then went a quarter mile before turning west. And this is along Yellow Medicine River. 
Okay, there is a river running okay. through this area. So he slipped into the river. Well, that's the thing. At one point, the dog actually does jump into the water. And then gets right back out again and follows the scent to a drainage point for the river and then turns north on a gravel road. Once on the gravel road, the dog completely loses the scent. And this gravel road, get this, had actually the night before been like re-leveled or something. So they there had been machinery brought in to like do something on this road the night before. And because they didn't start searching right away, that could have destroyed the scent. And the path that this dog takes, he does run into two fences. Which, remember, Brandon mentioned two fences to his dad while they were on the phone together. He's like, another fence. He had also mentioned the sound of running water and a gravel road, which are also on this track. (gasps) Everything. Got all the things. There was one other area that the search dogs actually showed interest in, and this was a watershed area known as Mud Creek, which is about six miles from Brandon's car. And cadaver dogs following have also picked up a scent in this location. But no sign of Brandon has ever been found there. Hmm. Now, The Yellow Medicine River, I will tell you, is kind of more of a creek. But while snow is melting, so Mm -hmm. in May, right, springtime, the river does get a little more intense. And it ends up being about knee high and moves pretty fast. Okay, so it could definitely, like, make you drop your phone in the water. For sure. The only pause that I have with that is that Brandon's dad never heard the sound of running water. Never heard splashing. Never heard anything like that. Old phone. I mean, have an iPhone? No. It was like a black Motorola phone. Okay. Yeah, no, that is weird. They also put gates into the river in an attempt to catch anything. So this is like something that would catch clothing, a body, anything that might be coming down the river. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah, I totally agree. But if he did... Lose something near the shore of the river or... Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it's not going to hurt. After about a week, the main search starts to die down. Although it is reported that the sheriff walked the section of the river near where Brandon was thought to have gone missing every day for 30 days looking for any sign or evidence of him. Damn. Do you feel bad because you didn't fucking do your job in the beginning? Is that what happened? Do you feel bad that you didn't look for him right away? Yeah, and someone was like, he's a college student. He doesn't have to tell you where he is. His family does continue searching with about 100 volunteers. And some of these are using ATVs, horses, basically anything that will help them cover more ground. Yeah. I would 100% want to be out there on a horse. Yeah. That would be an ideal searching method, I would think. Horseback, I feel like... Well, because ATV is going to be loud, right? If somebody's alive and in need of help. So a tip line that was set up brought in about 90 leads, but nothing amounted to anything. I wouldn't think so. I mean, unless there's foul play involved. There's not really any tips to give, I wouldn't think. 
So the search would resume in fall after the fields had been harvested so that it would be easier to spot any sign of Brandon. Cadaver dogs were also brought in, and by winter the temperature became too cold to search, and it all had to be suspended. It does get really cold in Minnesota. Yeah, it does. Uh, But can you imagine how frustrating this would be for his parents when all of the crops start coming in and it becomes impossible to search? Mm-hmm. Uh. So 120 square miles, more than 500 volunteers, 34 dog handlers from nine states, and still no trace of him was found. That's a lot of dog handlers. In 2009, Brandon's law is passed, and this would expand Minnesota state children's law to include adults under the age of 21 who go missing under dangerous circumstances. Because Brandon was considered an adult when he went missing, So his case was not treated the same as they would have needed to treat it if he was under the age of 18. Mm -hmm. Which I think this is smart, especially if he's still living at home. It's not like he's living in another state or leading a whole other life. Like, I can't. Yeah. To this day, not one piece of evidence or clothing has ever been found that's so weird isn't that so weird in 2010 his car was handed over to the minnesota bureau of criminal investigations in hopes of something being found but nothing was obviously now of course we have all of the theories in this case yeah there are some very passionate people about this case I, I'm telling you, Reddit, I have like a love-hate relationship with Reddit (laughs) where I just, yeah, sometimes I love them and sometimes I hate them. So there is suggestion out there that he may have faked his own disappearance. And to me, this sounds stupid. He was literally on the phone trying to find his parents. Like if he wanted to disappear. Right. He should have just, he would. I'm sorry, but no, no. He's a good student. He's getting ready to transfer to a new college. He has a good relationship with his parents. He's if in he no legal trouble. If he wanted to disappear, he could just disappear. Right. He wouldn't need to orchestrate this whole, like, abandoning of his car. No. I don't know. Foul play. So, in the foul play theory, could he have run into some kind of trouble while out wandering in these fields? I guess... The population of this area is less than 200 and is mostly populated by farms. Pigs. Could he have been shot by a farmer who thought he was trespassing and then it it be covered up? Maybe. I guess, but his dad was on the phone. He didn't hear anything. I know. that's, That's kind of one of the things that bothers me. But we also, I also don't know exactly how calls would have dropped at that time either. You know what I mean? Like right now, if I am on the phone with Madison, I have a little clock that's timing how long I'm on the phone and it tells me exactly when she hangs up. But did phones do that back in the day or would you just hear dead air? Or would it actually give you like a dial tone if somebody hung up? Do you know what I mean? Like could the phone have been instantly disconnected because something happened and his dad was just able to stay on that line? I have no idea. I I know. I don't know either. So I do struggle with the foul play. Could somebody have picked him up and offered him a ride? Maybe. But again, he's on the phone. Yeah. And he's not on the road. 
Or he wasn't. Maybe he could have gotten there, but. So, an accident. So, a lot of people suggest maybe somebody hit him with a car and hid the body or removed it from the area. Like, if he did make it. I mean, he's on a gravel road. He could have been hit on a, he could have made it to a gravel road and been hit by somebody. But the dad was on you, the phone. Again, the dad is on oh the phone. Shit. He did say, oh, shit. Something happened, obviously, right? Is he just missing out there? That's another theory, right? So it does drop to 39 degrees. Survivable that he's not dressed for cold weather. Could a wild animal have gotten to him? Could he have fallen in the river and been swept away? Are there any, like, uh, mines or holes? Wells? Not that they've been able to find in the area. I'm sure there's something, but they haven't found anything that would indicate that he fell into anything. But there's got to, if it's farmland, there's got to be wells and mines and whatever out there. Now, if he did fall into the river and came out of the river like the, like the search dog did, hypothermia probably would have killed him. Yeah. But again, where is his body? I don't know. Uh, Another possibility, did he have some sort of mental breakdown? It didn't sound like it to me, based on what I heard, Mm -hmm. based on what I read. It didn't sound like he had anything leading up to that that would indicate that. So I'm going to say that's probably not super likely. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Um... Aliens. He was abducted by aliens. Oh, shit. The lady came down, took him up. Could he have been abducted by aliens? Maybe. Yes. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, I really just think that they should have, like, a hundred people start at the car, like, wrap themselves around the car, and just turn around and walk for 47 minutes. In, like, every direction. In, like, every direction. Go back on the same night with the half moon. Find what looks like a light to you and walk in that direction. Yeah. This is the case that I was telling you I want to go out there, go to where his car was found, and just, like, walk towards light. We're coming up on the anniversary of when this happened. Mom... It's so cold in Minnesota. I know. I'm, I'm not. I really don't want to go to Minnesota, but I kind of don't want to go find make Brandon. Me go back. Now, Brandon, at the time of his disappearance, was five five and weighed about 125 pounds. He has brown hair and blue eyes. He was wearing a pair of blue jeans, a blue striped polo shirt, and a black hooded sweatshirt that zipped up the front. He had on baggy blue jeans. And a flat-billed white Minnesota Twins baseball cap. He also had glasses with silver frames. And I did read in some places that the glasses were found in the car, but I read in other places that they weren't. So I'm not sure where the glasses are. I'm assuming he had the glasses on, though. And he was also wearing a silver chain. His phone was a black Motorola cell phone. And he would have had his wallet and car keys on him. He also had studs in both of his ears and was wearing white sneakers. And his parents actually leave on their porch light 
and will not leave their house in the hopes that Brandon will find his way home. Oh my god. And they That's also so have sad. and they also have not held a memorial for him until they have answers. Like they want to bring him home first. It's really it's a weird case. It's really really bizarre. Now, if you have any information on Brandon, you can call the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension at 877-996-6222. We are going to give our opinions on this case when we click over to our bunker talk, but I also wanted to mention another similar case, and we're doing a little mini on this one on our Patreon, but it's another case of a young man named Brandon Lawson, who also goes missing in a rural area. And his name is Brandon. His name is Brandon. He was also on the phone with his brother when he went missing. Alien abductions. Now, both of them had family coming to look for them. His brother actually pulls up to his car and his brother's like, I see you. And he's gone. They can't find him. What? Yep. They also both saw or had something jarring happen to them right before they go missing. It's kind of crazy, but we're going to talk about that entire case in a Patreon mini, but it's very strange. I actually think it's a little stranger than Brandon's, than the Brandon that we just, co- it's a little stranger than the case that we just covered. Okay. There's a little more craziness to it. Like at one point he tells his brother that he's running through the field and that he's bleeding. Aliens. 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 Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. You're amazing. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Thanks, everybody, for interacting with us on social media. You guys are amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you to our Patreons. You still have time, I think, to get our limited edition Patreon sticker if you sign up for Patreon. Yep. It is my backpack and Maddie's backpack. You get to choose. You get to choose. So come on over to Patreon and check that out. All right. Thanks, you guys, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Adios. Ready? You're going to have to stop with the TikToks. Listen. It's use your buccaneers. Buccaneers? Tell me the first guy does not say use your fucking ears. 100%. Look at the dad's face. What the fuck? (laughs) I have no idea. That video is all over TikTok right now, and I have no idea what the fuck that is. It's in someone's fridge, though. This is somebody's fridge. It looks like an eel or something. (laughs) (laughs) Hiding with women from... Hiding from women with things. <laughs> Hiding from women with Okay, things. TikTok off. This is why you are <laughs> an unproductive human. This right here, right now. <laughs> it's a giraffe. I know, I'm... 
Like, you literally can't put it down. Like, fucking put it down. What the fuck is that? They're ants. No. Fuck <laughs> no. Those are ants in her plant. No. 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 And fucking no. That's in her house? Yes. What is she doing? Get it outside, right? I couldn't even stop to film that shit. That thing would be out the window. Like, I would break the window to throw that out the window. Get it out of your house. Like, what in the... No. Her entire house She's is so infested in ants. They're the tiny ones, too. Dude, that's the kind of shit that would happen to you when you bring some weird-ass thing in here that doesn't belong in the house. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's infested with something. That's what. That's you. Listen to this old commercial. What the fuck? It's saying that boomers need a reminder to be nice to their own kids. What? That is not okay. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so I just lost like 10 minutes of my life. You lost 5 minutes and 41 seconds. <laughs> Watching TikTok videos with Maddie. This is why I cannot have TikTok. I just can't. Dude. I can't. Weird. I would. I go no. through phases though. There are phases where I'm like really addicted to my TikTok and literally spend hours on it. And sometimes I'm just like. Just five minutes and 40 seconds when your mother makes you put it down? Well, <laughs> I'm show those are all my liked TikToks. These are the funny ones I've already found. That's what I'm showing you right Dude, now. Dude, the one with the ants is not okay. No, it is not okay. This chick's like watering her plant in her kitchen sink and there's just fucking ants swarming everywhere. I... And instead of taking said plant okay. and chucking it, out the window, even if the window is closed and you have to break it to do it, I don't care. That's quicker than opening the back door. She gets out her camera and this bitch starts recording. What if she's in an apartment? The infestation of it. You throw that out any... I, I can see a window in front of her. You fucking throw it out. I don't care if it leads to a balcony or like another bedroom. Like anything that gets it away from where you are standing... Not not sure why there'd be a window to another bedroom. Kind of not the point. But but no. The water's still running. She gets out her fucking phone and she starts recording it, you guys. And it's not just like, oh, look at the cute little ants. No, it is like a swarm of ants completely Hundreds. covering this indoor plant. Thousands of ants. At least thousands. No. Fuck no. No, 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 no. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I liked the hug your kids today. <laughs> And then we saw a commercial. When was that from? Oh, I have no idea what year that was from. So old. So old. old. But it's basically like these parents being really mean to their kids. And then this song comes on and it's like, well, the have you? like, did I do something wrong? And this song comes on and it's like, have you hugged your kids today? And then it shows like all of these 
parents, parents hugging their children. And, and the song, like, he's like, remember we, their kids and they have, they have feelings humans too. They're, they're humans and they have feelings too. What in the actual fuck? That explains a lot about baby boomers. Just saying. Somebody from Human Resources had to remind you to hug your children. Like, Yeah, it was a commercial made by the Kentucky Human Resources. Yeah, like Kentucky County or something. Yeah, I don't Kentucky even know. County I don't even Human know. Human Resources or something like that. Anyway, I do not have TikTok I for also a like reason. the woman with bangs. Oh, the guy that's hiding in his basement from all the women with bangs. <laughs> Why am I in my basement? Why am I all sweaty? Because I am hiding from women with bangs. If you have a friend who likes women with bangs, please put that friend in a sack and bury him six feet under and then sacrifice a lamb on top of the grave. Yeah, I like God that guy. God cannot save you. God cannot save you. From women with bangs. Side note, I do have curtain bangs right now. So I'm like half half bang. Oh my God. Like half. So okay. I cried when I saw that video for the first time. I wish I could show you the Walmart one, but I I literally wish maybe we need to do like a live where we just watch Maddie's favorite TikToks together. <laughs> I guess you should see some of the shit that me, Cadence, and Hayden like send in like a triangle to each oh, other. Oh god. It's good stuff. I get at least four, I would say four TikToks sent to me per day. I don't have TikTok, but you can still watch a TikTok if somebody sends it to you if you watch it from like the message thread. Mm-hmm. And I don't get them from Maddie very often. I don't know why. That's kind of disappointing. Mostly I get them from Cadence. Talking about why doesn't my mother love me kind of TikToks. I get them from Hannah. I could send you funny TikToks if you want. Yeah, super rude that you are not one of the people that are sending Sorry, me TikToks. Sorry, I... My bad. Unacceptable. I got some funny TikToks, Mom. I'll show you some funny ones. Unacceptable, man. If you'd let me take my phone out right now, I could show you some really funny ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> Leave your phone alone. Okay. Speaking of abuse during our volleyball game uh, yesterday, Peyton was like, man, I'm just not focused today. She's like, she's like, will you smack me in the face? And I like <laughs> smacked her across the face. And we were like, we were, I had my back to the crowd, but she was facing the crowd. <laughs> she's, a, she's one of my seventh grade volleyball players, you guys. And I was like, shit, Peyton, did your mom just see me do that? Go tell your mom that you told me, <laughs> told me to slap you. She's like, no, I'm going to go over there crying. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like abuse, Mom. I know. It's fine. It's fine. I haven't... Uh, I actually did not make any of my young volleyball players cry today. We had our first game. Mm. My mom... It's a record. Likes to make kids cry. Your mom is a no-nonsense kind of parent. My mom hates kids, actually. It's she not that like I hate kids. She... I, I dislike... Children. Children. No. I dislike children who are not well behaved. That's fair. So you can imagine what my upbringing was like right about now. <laughs> okay, we better get back to this before my computer dies. No, we better get back to this before CPS gets cold on you. I know, right? Okay. We're going to need the charger. Oh, no. Yell for Phoenix to get it. Yell. I can't yell that loud. I don't know if I can yell that loud. <laughs> well, I guess now we know it'll be hard to murder us in here because they can hear us screaming. Yeah, apparently. We can feel, we can hear her feet coming. <laughs> what a good girl. First off, 
Thank you for your prompt response. And second off, mommy needs her computer charger. Can you get it for me? Thanks, baby. Nothing. I just, I just like your what? Okay, hurry up. There's a rule in my house where if I, hold on. There's a rule in my house where if I call you, you do not yell what? No. You come immediately to find out why I'm calling you because I'm not calling you more than likely to have you do something in the room that you're residing in. I need you to either get your shit out of a different room, do some dishes or come to dinner, something. But if any of my kids are like, what? My other kids will be like, don't say what? <laughs> it, you are met by silence. Madison, what? No response. Nothing. <laughs> and if you do that at a young age, they will always come the first time you call. It is a true story. And sometimes I have left the house without them when they don't come. And they're like, you left me? And I'm like, well, yeah, I called you and you didn't come. I don't know what to tell you. We went and got ice cream. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Sucks to suck. Okay, I only did that once and we weren't actually. Somebody please call CPS. <laughs> and we weren't actually leaving to get ice cream. I had to run to the gas station and we just happened to get ice cream while we were there. Someone call CPS. <laughs> Someone call CPS. Uh. Thanks, baby. Will you plug it in for me? Oh, yeah. Where? Uh, over there. Oh, where? Oh. Nope, other way. Yep. Oh, it's okay. Just pop that back in. Good girl. Thank you, sweetheart. I don't know. We're almost done, okay? Okay. Love you. TikToks are very stressful for me. I don't like the ones that have, like, a video going on and there's also words on the screen. Like, can we not? My brain does not like that. My mom is a simple-minded human being. She her entertainment in a simple way. Shut up. She needs to read pages this from is, a book. This that. <laughs> I just, like... Don't... I, I, like, raised my hand to, like, make a point, like, with my finger. And Maddie, like, threw herself basically against the wall to avoid... Me injuring you her. You literally just hit me like five <laughs> seconds before I did that. So don't act like my flinching. <laughs> I did was... hit her five seconds ago. But you weren't saying anything that time. No, my issue I think comes from reading too many paper books. My That's how my brain likes to read. And lack of technology because I'm not on social media a lot. I didn't grow up with social media like you did. I'm going to start making caveman jokes. Let's continue the... Oh, God. Seriously. <laughs>